When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So SpaceX has been building Starship at the Starbase Boca Chica site for a while now, for years now. And they are working towards the goal of getting humans to Mars. That's the goal. The goal is to get people to Mars, to get people to the moon via their NASA contract, the HLS contract, and to move humanity off the Earth. Not completely, but... It's a it's an escape scenario, so to speak. This is kind of the first step to making life multiplanetary. So taking the people that want to go to space and want to adventure, take them up to space. You know, take them take them wherever they want to go. So the Starship will be available to do that in the next few years. Um, SpaceX's uh, HLS contract allows them to work with NASA and their partners to land people on the moon. Uh, there's also the other programs that SpaceX is working on, the Dear Moon Project, Polaris Projects, etc. What's going to happen with those in the near future? Uh, Dear Moon seems like there's not a lot of... Um, not a lot of information coming out about the Dear Moon Project, but Polaris Projects uh, 1, 2, and 3... The third one is the Starship Project, um, or yeah, the, uh, not Project. It's the uh, Polaris uh, missions. But the third one is a Starship mission. The other two are Falcon Nine missions, and the third one is going to be the first human flight of a Starship. And we've talked about this a few times on the show, and how great that's going to be to kind of push people forward, uh, push people from seeing starship is just kind of like this thing that's going to send people to the moon and to mars you know like okay cool like we've all seen a, a a rocket before you know it seems cool but this massive massive rocket and i've seen it hundreds of times there's videos every starship update video on this channel is another day of me at starbase and i have hundreds of videos on the channel and um every day they build this thing nobody pays attention to it then all of a sudden, it's going to appear in the public eye, you know, and then there's going to be people flying on it. Like, where did this come from? How did this get here? But uh, people are paying attention to it that are in the know, like us. We know what's up. We've been we've been following Starship since the beginning, you know, since it was just a basically a dirt parking lot with a couple tents down at Starbase. And the idea of the BFR. The big Falcon rocket, uh, when it was just an idea, it was a, a brainchild of Elon and the rest of his team at SpaceX. And we know that, you know, that it's going to happen eventually. Now, the the real kicker here is when will it happen? And why will, um, or which which mission will happen first? Will it be Dear Moon? Will it be Polaris? Or will it be the HLS stuff? Um, Elon and SpaceX have no 
contractual obligations to NASA or any of those other three-letter or more organizations uh, to make them the first. You know, they don't have to work with NASA to do the first moon landing. They could do it on their own if they wanted to, but working with NASA is going to help them tremendously, not only um, using the data from NASA, which they will have hands-on data from NASA about the Apollo landings and all the other scientific data that um, NASA has about the moon, but also um, they could use that for their own private missions once they get their hands on it. So they can use the data that they collect from the HLS missions, and then they can make their own lander. You know, they can do their own thing and land people on the moon after this. So the, um, the fact that they're working with NASA for moon landings, but also they'll probably be using all the data from that NASA makes public. And NASA is a public uh, forward-facing uh, information-sharing uh, branch of the government. And they'll use all the information that they get from NASA to send people to Mars eventually. So, um, you know, the Department of Defense, as much as people have been talking about that, that's not the goal. The Mars destination is the goal. So it's going to happen. It's just going to take a little while. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, the HLS programs are going to be in the mid-20s. And that's cool. That'll work, I think. But the uh, the Mars program is going to be shortly thereafter because they're going to have to figure out a way to land and launch people on a starship before they do the moon landings. And I think that's what the Polaris uh, program is all about, launching and landing people. And that's supposed to be around the same time as the HLS program. So it's going to be... It's going to be a wild next four years in spaceflight, plus possibility of SpaceX moving all their operations to Florida. They'll still have some operations down here in Boca Chica, but moving their operations to Florida for Starship is just going to be a, I think it's going to be a win for Starbase or for Starship as far as launching goes, but also uh, they need to build an experiment before they get there at Starbase, because if they don't experiment and figure out how to make these things properly, having them at the Cape really doesn't do anything for them in the future because they can't test as much as they need to test down here in Boca Chica. Even if SpaceX can't launch from Boca Chica due to the FAA, P, uh, PEA, then it's okay as long as they continue to build the starships down here and they keep um, keep testing down here. I think that would be okay. And then they take the stuff they learned down here, move it over to the Cape because they can't do all the testing at the Cape. There's no way. There's it's too. The schedules don't align. There's too much stuff going on over there at the Cape that they can't fit in between different launches and different uh, scenarios over there. So SpaceX, it's going to be a it's going to be a while before SpaceX launches anything uh, from the Cape. But I have a feeling, I have a feeling, a gut feeling that they're not going to get the PEA or, and they're not going to get the FAA requirements figured out down here until, you know, a couple months from now. And I think they might, if they do end up launching, it'll probably be in June or July of this year. So down here in Boca Chica, but I, I believe they're ramping up very fast for the Cape. So 
I think they can do it though, because they already, they already know what they need to do to build this thing. They already have a tower set up, right? So they have the tower, they have all the infrastructure. They just have to rebuild it, move it over to the Cape. So that's the part of it that, um, that was kind of lacking before too. Hey, what's up, Michael? Michael Maxey. Um, David King says, hopefully habitation trips to Mars by 2040. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, Xpixel says, I think uh, people don't realize that the launch pad for rockets, especially Starship, it's also very hard to make. Yeah. Um, stage zero, which is basically everything to launch Starship, is just as hard and, or harder than the booster and the rocket. Elon has said it numerous times. He's like, yeah, it's so hard to make that thing. So hard to make the tower, the arms. I mean, they they made the lift arms and the catch arms. You know, which have never done, but they no one's ever done that before. So they make this gigantic mechanism to lift the rockets up with these arms. And they have to duplicate that. QD arm, except like they have to build it all from scratch. Uh, hey, well, did you read that USACE has halted the SpaceX expansion on Starbase? I did. Yeah. Unfortunately, Michael, I saw that today. And um, what, you know, I, it, it's because of, um, because SpaceX didn't give them enough information, I believe. I think that's what it was. Um, Michael Baylor had a good tweet about it earlier. Uh, the permitting process for the expansion of Starbase launch site to include, which is the second orbital pad, um, it's been paused. Presumably, the expansion is not a priority for SpaceX at this point. Focus right now is on the existing Starbase orbital pad and the Florida build-out. Yeah, so it's like the Army Corps of Engineers, um, they closed the application for expansion at this point. Basically, they don't. I don't know if they really need that, right? Um, they don't need another launch and landing pad. Um, but it's kind of a, they don't need it right now, but they will need it in the future. They don't need to build up because they haven't launched anything yet. They're not a hundred percent sure about their current launch system. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup from Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days, and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15-day no credit card required 
free trial. Check it out, play with it, start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. They're still working on it. So um, it's a snag. You know, I, I think it's going to, I think it's going to, come back eventually it'll come around uh but of again these things take years uh the army corps of engineers wanted more details about kind of what spacex would take to limit the loss of water in the wetlands around the surrounding area and that could also you know these kind of statements from the army corps of engineers since they didn't have enough data from spacex does the FAA have enough data from SpaceX for this kind of stuff, for the mitigation of these, uh, the water loss and all that kind of stuff? So, yeah, it's a it's a tough situation, but SpaceX knew what was happening and they needed they needed more information. They were probably in contact with the Army Corps of Engineers and just didn't have the information available to them. Uh, but they're going to continue to grow the SpaceX uh, Boca Chica site, of course. Um you know, as much as they can within the current boundaries. So there's work going on at SpaceX's Boca Chica site every single day. And it's it's incredible how much SpaceX builds on a daily basis. I mean, it's, it's hourly. They, there's people there constantly building things. So... You know, there's a. They have to make sure that they they don't violate the Clean Water Act and the Rivers and Harbors Act down there. And in 2022, uh, SpaceX wanted to modify the permit they already had, and they were going to modify it for additional tests for orbital landing pads, new towers, infrastructure. Um, there was some water management stuff and vehicle parking. So there was a public notice about that earlier, too, and that was on um, the uh, Army of uh, Army Engineers uh, website. You can find it, army.mil. Um, so it's in the Boca Chica Bay, and there's a vertical launch facility on Highway 4, which you can park right next to and look at them build this stuff. It's insane. It's incredible. Um they were going to modify the existing permit for continued development of the vertical launch area with the expansion and addition of a test orbital landing pads, integration towers, and associated, associated infrastructure, stormwater management features, and vehicle parking. Um, it will impact 10.94 acres of mudflats, 5.96 acres of uh, other wetlands, and 0.28 acres of non-tidal wetlands. 
Uh, SpaceX stated the development developing a comprehensive multifaceted mitigation strategy for the Boca Chica launch site. Um, and they're they they were working on it supposedly. So there's a whole slew of information out there about this. Um, and I'll, I'll post the, um, permit application in the chat so you guys can get it the permit application number so you can search for this there you go there's the application number for you um but so there's there's a lot of information in there and this is from 2021 the completion of the sls WDR it's on hold until after tomorrow's Axiom AX1 launch. Yes, that's a very good point. I can't wait for the AX1 launch. This is a really really cool launch and I'm I'm a big fan of the SLS, the space launch system that's going to take people eventually to the moon and Mars and SpaceX is part of that. So it fits in well here at the show. Uh, and they're doing great things too, you know, the SLS is uh, it's a big multi-bazillion dollar rocket, but uh, it's totally worth it, I think, at the end. It gave a, a lot of people jobs, which is, of course, that's what the the old space industry is all about, giving people jobs and also, uh, um, you know, building cool stuff. So that's what they're doing. Um, I like Starship, but I wish there was another rocket that would go to Mars. Hasn't much or even more progress than Starship. It would be nice to have multiple types of rockets go to Mars. Pixels, I agree with you. And that's why SLS is also important. We need more launchers. Um, Blue Origin eventually will have their own. Um, you know, the... It's gonna it's a, it's gonna be a big it's gonna be a race for super heavy rockets in the next I think ten years I think eventually there will be more than more than three companies doing it not sure who they'll be uh, but we'll see we'll see what happens so uh, happy cappy um, AX one the X one mission amazing amazing mission um, for Axiom Space. This is the mission from Kennedy Space Center in Florida. They've already had the static fire for that, so they're ready to roll. The first uh, mission from Axiom to the International Space Station with private citizens. First all-private uh, space station crew. Multinational crew of four private astronauts, and they'll be flying on a SpaceX Crew Dragon or on a Falcon 9 in a Dragon, uh, and they'll have a 10-day mission. They'll spend eight nights on the International Space Station. Uh, they'll be doing scientific research. So, you know, basically this is setting the groundwork for future private missions to the International Space Station and also Axiom Space's own space station in the future. Um, they're going to have 25 different experiments on the first mission. Um, they'll be on the space station interacting with other astronauts um, and they're using a uh, full integration with NASA too. So they're, they're working with NASA and SpaceX together and the international space station and the partners up there. It's very, very cool. There's a timeline too. I'll check out this timeline because I don't know it exactly, but 
uh, there's a mission timeline for uh, the day, and it starts at 2.37 a.m. Eastern Time. If you were to go to space, let me ask you this, chat. If you were to go to space, if you had a, a, a launch to go to space, right? You had a Falcon 9, Block 5, a Crew Dragon. You were ready to go, and they woke you up at 2.37 a.m., would you still be excited at 2.37 a.m.? That's when the crew wakes up. And then they have a readiness briefing at 5.47 a.m. So they wake you up three hours, three hours and 10 minutes before you have to be to your first meeting for the day. And there's, of course, there's preparation and, you know, things like that. Uh, physical, mental stuff. You get breakfast and, um, you know, you you do all the, the morning stuff. So it's about a three-hour prep time before you get to the launch brief, the readiness brief. Um, then the launch shift on the console starts at 6. Drag an IMU align and configuration for launch 6.17 a.m. So there's uh, there's a crew handoff that happens at about 7.12 a.m. There's a crew weather briefing that happens at 7.27. So uh, you don't get into your suit until 7.52 a.m., 7.52 a.m. You wake up at 2.37 a.m. And until 7.52 a.m., you don't have your spacesuit on. So would you do that? Yeah, Michael Maxey says yes. Pixel says yes. I'd be up all night. Couldn't sleep from excitement, Kevin. I would be 100% right there with you. I wouldn't sleep. The other last few days, I've been excited about something locally here. And uh, I haven't been able to sleep well. So if I were to go to space, I probably wouldn't sleep at all. And I'd be like, you know, what? I'm going to sleep when I get to the station. <laughs> but then I wouldn't be able to sleep in the station because I'd be so excited I was in space. You know? I had barely slept before going to first Key Club conference in high school. Silver Fox says, yes, 100%. Kevin, yeah, with a thumbs up. Yeah, I feel I feel you. Uh, sometimes, you know, before these shows, I get I get super excited about them. And I am, I'm not anxious about them. I'm just excited to do them. And the day before, I know my show's on at noon. Uh, the day before, I'm up all night and I can't go to sleep because I'm excited to do them. And the same thing with taking a trip to Starbase. I haven't taken as many trips lately, but the days, the day before I go down, um, I'm usually up all night because I'm excited to go down again. And I'm like, if I go down every day, it's, I get really tired. <laughs> during the day because I'm up all night excited about seeing what's, you know, what's going on next. So, uh, I live about 25 miles from Starbase, and I make it down as much as I can, you know, two, three times a week. And when I first got here, I was going down every day. So yeah, very cool. Uh, what's up passing wind. How you doing? Hey Maria, how's it going? I don't know what that says. Um, I can't read that. I'm sorry. But yeah, I get excited about I get excited about a lot of stuff. So if I were to go to space, I'd probably wouldn't sleep either. I'd probably be up all night. Wouldn't know what to do with myself. And it would be really, really fun. I, I couldn't ex be more excited about this. Now, the, the X-1 mission, get your spacesuit on. Uh, the crew handoff already happened. Crew walkout at 812. That's when you get into your transport to the pad. Happens at 815 or 817. Then it only takes a few minutes to get to the launch pad. 817 to 822. You're cruising along in your uh, your Tesla. And at 837, so you have about 15 minutes before you 
when you arrive at the pad and then when you get into the rocket, 837. And then all the checks, all the hatch closes, suit leak checks, Dragon launch escape system is armed. All the things, loading of the rocket happens for about two hours and 30-ish minutes. So at 11.17, you lift off. That's what's going to be happening during the AX-1 mission, April 8th, 2022, 11.17, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And they can hold out a little bit. You know, if something does, doesn't go perfect, then, um, you know, they can, they can hold up a little bit and that's fine. They do it all the time. Uh, but they have, you know, plus 20 hours. They have 20 hours of a flight to get to uh, the station. They have to catch up to it, basically. So 20 hours in, they get to the station for AX1, they wake up, shower, eat a light breakfast with coffee to get alert. Yep, exactly. And then they get ready for the ride of their lives, the time of their lives. They go to the space station. They do a lot of science, a lot of experimentation up there. And it's going to be amazing for them, I'm sure. Vulcan literally depends on the BE-4 engine. Yes. Yes. It sounds like it's going well, though. The BE-4 engine sounds like it's going well. Uh, Tori Bruno has stated numerous times that BE4 seems like uh, like it's going pretty well. So, and Tori knows this stuff. Tori's the guy. So, talked to him a couple times on Twitter. Good guy. Um, he's he seems like they're on the right track, though. So the cool thing about this show is that I'm going to continue keeping this up with updates on the left side. And then every hour pop in and then um, continue doing these shows throughout the day. And instead of doing one one show, you know, that's only 20 minutes long or 30 minutes long, I'm going to do shows throughout the day. And, of course, there will be days where I do pre-taped stuff and then just let it go throughout the day if I'm busy or something like that. So um, if you're new to the channel – Please take a second and subscribe to the show because SpaceX news, Elon news, all this stuff is happening all the time. And if you want to know what's going on, make sure to subscribe and get alerts because uh, stuff happens constantly. And when we're live, we're live. And uh, there will be times when you'll get some information here that's just breaking that I can tell you uh, right when it happens. So make sure to check that out. Make sure to sub. Of course, because it's YouTube. I got to say that stuff. It helps out the algorithm. And also, please give this uh, give this video a thumbs up if you're here. It'd be very, very helpful. You don't understand how much a like really does matter in the grand scheme of things. So a free like, it only takes a second. Really helpful. Also, and this is my little commercial here. Um, there is a uh, there's a T-shirt company that we do. It's called Starship Shirts. So check that out too, starshipshirts.com, starshipshirts.com. And we have all of the cool Starship, SpaceX, all the shirts for you. 
starshipshirts.com. Now, we also have another sponsor of the show. And I'll um, I'll talk about it, but it's just going to be an audio thing. Uh, yours app. Uh, take care, better care of yourself. If you want to relieve stress, learn yoga, improve your sleep, or relax, you'll find it all in the Yours app. Yoursapp.com slash space if you want to get 60% off. Uh, find you're happy. You could be busy or stressed, and it only takes a few minutes to get on the Yours app and find a way to kind of relax, you know. And I've said this a few times during the show. I used to go to bed at night and I would play uh, a playlist of nature sounds and it's really beautiful, you know, like the lake. It was like the lake splashing and trees whooshing with the wind and crickets and birds chirping and stuff like that, you know, uh, just late night, maybe not birds chirping. Every once in a while you'd hear a bird, but not a lot of bird chirps. Uh, but I would put that on before I go to bed and then I got the Yours app and um, I use it all like every night, all night long. I start off with a bedtime story. They have bedtime stories for you. And I, I feel weird because I'm an adult and I'm like, I'm listening to a bedtime story. There's 50 sleep stories, 50 plus sleep stories on this thing. And uh, I listen to one before I go to bed. They're like 20 minutes long. And by the time they're like halfway done, I am out like a light. So I use it personally. There's yoga, stress and anxiety. You can manage meditations, uh, you know, manage your stress and anxiety with meditations. It's for adults, teens, you know, there's stuff for uh, post and prenatal. Um, and you can kind of examine your own thoughts. You know, it helps you kind of figure out what's going on in your head. So there's yoga, meditation, sleep, breathing clock. So if you want to I do a lot of breathing. So breathing clocks help a lot too. Uh, psychology advice in the premium uh, version, fitness, content for children. There's content for parents, all sorts of stuff. But I use it for sleep mainly. So go to yoursapp.com slash space to get 60% off the Yours app right now. Thanks for listening, guys. That really does help too. The Yours app, they're a partner with us. Um, you know, and they, they do help us out a ton. So yeah, I'm, I'm just a big fan. Tomorrow's AX1 launch is at 7.50 a.m. EDT, 6.50 a.m. CDT, 12.50 p.m. UTC. Yep. You always put your thumb in it. Nice. Yeah, that sunset pixels. Yeah, that was a beautiful day. I believe that was maybe Christmas Day. I'm not sure. You have an indoor pond with a waterfall? Passing wind, that's awesome. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that, so those are the things that I'm talking about, like the going to sleep stuff. Got to have that stuff. It's like listening to an Audible book. Yeah, exactly. I, did, I do that too sometimes. I do that too sometimes. The Audible books, they definitely help. And some of them, you have to get the right ones though, Michael. Um, I've, <laughs> I've noticed this a few times. I listen to things about um, consciousness, and humanity and you know where we came from and things like that like those kind of audible books to go to sleep to and it's very interesting to me but also usually the the people that are talking are very mellow and they'll talk like this they'll talk about humanity where did humanity come from 
you know, like th- that kind of voice where they're not excited about it. They're, they're just kind of stating facts and they're kind of mellow. And that's exactly what the yours app does too. I found a couple that are, they're just very, they're very calm and they talk to you in a very calm and soothing voice. <laughs> it's very cool though. It's very, very cool. Uh, so what I was saying before is every once in a while, like every, every hour ish, I'll pop in, I'll let you guys know if there's anything new, uh, go through a 10 minute kind of breakdown of the news for the day and then, uh, come back every hour. So if you can stay tuned, stay, like stay here, hang out, keep it on in the background. That Carl Sagan voice. Exactly. Mike. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, yeah. (laughs) The, I am a big fan of Carl Sagan. So it definitely finds somebody like that too to listen to. <laughs> I love Carl Sagan. It's amazing. Uh, something like something like this. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, Every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. (laughs) (laughs) The Carl Sagan voice. I try it every once in a while uh, and I'll I'll talk about some Carl Sagan stuff. And I think it's fun. I goof on myself a lot, so 